0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day you've blessed us with, and now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that, as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word guidance, if you will turn to 2 Peter in chapter 3, I'm going to look at one verse here, verse 14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that Ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. The looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of the Lord is what this is speaking of, with the new heavens and the new earth, and all the wondrous things he has in store for us for eternity. But the question here is how do you become without spot and blameless? By trusting in Jesus Christ, by following the guidance of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost, and listening and studying His Word. And if we confess our sins, like it says over in 1 John, in chapter 1. Let's pick it right up here in the beginning. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life now this is a letter of john the apostle speaking of his experiences and the other apostles what they personally encountered and witnessed and were a part of for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So the way to become without spot and blameless is to confess your sins to Jesus Christ and he can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then we can be at judgment, and be cleansed completely, standing there in judgment, and be in peace, without spot and blameless. And then it further goes on in chapter 2, where it says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous. And that's awesome there. He's letting us know that we are not supposed to be sinning. But if you do stumble, if you do fall, you can take it to the Lord. Present it. Confess it. And our advocate, Jesus Christ, on our behalf, communicates directly to the Father on our behalf, our representative, you might say, our lawyer, our attorney, our advocate, the spokesman for us. Let's read it again. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. In other words, the payment. He's already paid the fine. He paid the price for all sin of all mankind, past, present, and future. Therefore he has the authority and the right to forgive us our sins or to condemn us For our sins. And here he says that he is our advocate and that he will be there on our behalf and he is the propitiation for our sins, as he continues in verse 2 and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Like I said, he's paid for the price of sin for all mankind, past, present, and future, even those that will never come to him. He paid the awful price for that as well. Verse 3, And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. He gave us the ultimate example of how to behave and bring honor and glory to the Lord. And He has paid the price for our sins and given us the opportunity to come to Him and get it washed away so that we can be found in peace without spot and blameless. And that is so awesome that He has done that for us and gives that to us and allows us to be a part of of his family for eternity. Let's continue on here, as we can see some further guidance from this letter of John, in chapter 2, verse 7. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth. Because that darkness hath blinded his eyes, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, Fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning, I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now this is where he's getting into that new commandment. We need to love not the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Telling us where we need to keep our focus. Our desires, our wishes, our ambitions, our goals. All on serving the Lord, pleasing the Lord, being within His perfect will, seeking the things of God, not the things of the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth for And that is awesome. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Now, the one that we identify as the Antichrist of the tribulation time has not yet been revealed. But this attitude of anti Christian, anti Christ attitude is very prevalent in the world and definitely on the increase we see this on the increase in this country for sure. When little children it is the last time. Now, he wrote this some 2,000 years ago. And it's gotten a whole lot worse since then. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. See, that's where you find some of the most anti-Christian people, is those that have been associated with, to some degree, with Christians in the past, have seen, been revealed to them the truth, but did not want to see the truth, denied the truth, went contrary to the truth, and become anti-Christian. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. This unction is this communication that we have, this communion that we have with the Holy Ghost. And He can reveal the truth to us. He is also known as the Spirit of Truth. He is the awesome guide that we have with us always that we need to always be following and listening to. And He can allow us the revelation of what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is false. When we listen to Him, that's the hard part sometimes, to get our own ideas and attitudes out of the way and listen up to the Holy Ghost. Verse 21, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that No lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. That's one of the key things he's pointing out there. When they don't acknowledge Jesus Christ for who he truly is, then they are not of the Father either. They are Antichrist and they are ungodly completely. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. You must stay connected. You must listen continuously to the guidance that comes to us by way of the Holy Ghost in order to keep that relationship the way it needs to be. This is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. That's what we have to look forward to. So keep our eyes on that, not on the things of the world. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. See, there's going to be those out there that try to guide people in the wrong direction and seduce them for their own selfish, greedy gain. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. That anointing is the... Indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. See, when we are indwelt with the Holy Ghost, we don't really need anybody else to teach us anything. We could stand on that alone. But it's awesome that the Lord also, in addition to that, allows us that have learned from him to share what he has taught us to those that are still growing in their Christian walk. So it isn't that anyone needs anybody else, but he allows us to interact with each other, to associate with each other, to support each other. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Now, this confidence is confidence in our condition, our relationship, the situation that we will be in at judgment. Are we confident? Are we able to stand boldly and not be cowering in fear when it comes Judgment Day. If ye know that He is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of Him. that's awesome. And we have seen people that have been these that He speaks of, that have tried to pull people away We've seen people that have been lured away by the love of the world and we see people that are cowering in fear come Judgment Day. We can be filled with the joy of Jesus Christ when we totally submit ourselves to Him and abide in His truth and listen up to the Holy Ghost. Primarily, listen up to the holy ghost and study the word and then when you're interacting with other godly people the holy ghost will allow you to know whether that is true or false roll we'll right into 1 John chapter 3 some awesome things that we have to look forward to here behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. We are going to be like Jesus Christ. The one who spoke everything into existence, in whatever way, whatever manner, whatever form that he chooses to be in for eternity, we are going to be like him. And it's going to be way more than we could anticipate, way better than what we could imagine ourselves in The awesome thing is that he is allowing us to be like him for eternity, and it is truly by grace. All right, roll on into chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4. Pick up a few few verses here, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. See here once again, we're seeing how there are antichrists out there, and there's a lot of false teaching, a lot of false guides and it is on the increase, it's going to continue to be on the increase right up to the last day. And a caution here, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. It means test them, analyze it, see, consider the source. But try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And then he gives us some things to watch for. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. Already back then. Definitely around nowadays. And we see this on the increase. It's going to continue to be on the increase. Verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen to that. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Ghost. We know because we're listening up to him. We are communing with him, interacting with him in such a way that we are part of the family and can... Be looking forward to the guidance that we need when we truly yield to His direction. All right, look at chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. They're not grievous, they're not hard to bear, they are for us, for our benefit. Benefits our life here, and our relationship with God, and with others. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It's awesome that we can become these overcomers, as it says here, the ones that can resist the world and its lure and know when we're hearing the truth. To overcome the temptations to sin. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. When you truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that is the beginning of you becoming an overcomer. And then you walk the path that he wants you to be on through his guidance of the Holy Ghost and by his word. And even through those that he has allowed to be a part of his work can help us, guide us, and always look at those qualifiers and whether they are of God or are of themselves and Satan. Are they in it for their selfish, greedy gain and glory? or Are they in it to bring honor and glory to the Lord and to serve him? Alright, now turn to Second John. Small letter here. And here he's focusing in once again on those false guides out there those deceivers, those that would lure you away, that are part of Satan's crew. In the second letter of John, it reads, "...the elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth, for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us for ever." Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another." that is so important that we truly and sincerely have a love one for another now here he's speaking of the brethren the family of God that the family of God truly love one another looking out for one another helping lifting up encouraging edifying one another not competing and backstabbing and Plotting and planning against each other and splitting churches and all kinds of division and jealousy and things that are not of love, that's for sure. shouldn't be that way. We should be loving one another. And this is love that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye shall walk in it. And the commandment is those that he emphasized, that Jesus Christ emphasized himself, that we love God with all of our existence, completely, everything about us, that we love God. And second to that is that we love others as ourselves. And primarily that goes to the brethren. We love those in the world. We don't love their worldly ways. We love them and care for them. That's why we spread the gospel to them, hoping that They will be saved and become part of the family so that we can even pour more love upon them. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye shall walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Once again we see a reference to those that are Antichrist, those that do not truly believe that Jesus Christ is the incarnation of God, the physical manifestation of God, the Son of God, come down to take on flesh to live amongst us. The very one that spoke everything into existence chose to come down and live amongst us some thirty three years and to shed his blood, to die a horrible death, to take on all the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future, on that horrible experience in the cross, and to be buried, and to rise again the third day, and to stick around some 40 days preaching and teaching further things to the apostles and the disciples, seen of over 500 at one time, and then ascended to the Father, sits on the right hand of the Father, our great high priest, As we read earlier, the propitiation for our sins, our advocate, Jesus Christ. If they do not believe him for who he is, then they are anti-Christ. There are many false religions out there. There are many false guides. And they proclaim that Jesus, they cannot deny that Jesus Christ existed because there's so many records in various places of the historical event of Jesus Christ. But they can deny that he is God in the flesh. That's the Antichrist part of it. And even as I say, the false religions out there that honor Jesus as being a great man in history, even a prophet, but not acknowledging that he is God in the flesh. And it's either one way or the other. Either believe in Jesus Christ as Lord, or you are Antichrist. you either Christ-like Christian, or you are Antichrist. Simple as that. As he says there again in verse 7, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an Antichrist. Look to yourselves, that we lose not those things which we have wrought but that we receive a full reward. See, we can destroy our rewards by going against the will of the Lord. We can build things up and then lose them if we mess up. So we need to be diligent that we stay on the straight and narrow and not burn up the rewards and that we do the right things, that we build up the precious stones, the gold, silver, and precious stones, not the wood, hay, and the stubble, as it says in the Word. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God you're going to have several folks in your lifetime here in the States that are going to come to your door, knocking on the door, asking for donations, asking for a, a time to sit down and talk to you about their religion. Are they truly born-again Christians spreading the gospel of the Lord? Or are they false Christs? Are they anti-Christ? Have they got a different gospel, a different book. Don't trust it. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, which doctrine? Doctrine is the study and practice of truth. The truth is that Jesus Christ is Lord. If they do not bring that, receive him not into your house. Don't welcome them on in and start listening to them, even if you don't believe what they're saying, but you welcome them on, on in, you become part of that. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. You help them, you support them, you give them a donation, you say, boy, good job, go ahead and keep doing the work you're doing. You become a part of it, and it burns up your rewards. As he concludes it here. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. The children of the elect, sister, greet thee. Amen. And the key theme of this is to watch out for those deceivers. If they don't acknowledge Jesus Christ for who he is, then they are anti-Christ. Plain and simple. Clear as could be. All right, let's wrap it up there, and we'll get back into it next time. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things that we can learn, the guidance that we can receive when we truly listen to you, study your word, and listen to the Holy Ghost. Thank you oh so much for the guide that you have put in all of us that trust you as Lord and Savior. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.